MSW Media. News with swearing. Daily beans, daily beans. Daily beans, daily beans. Hello and welcome to the Daily Beans for Friday, December 20th, 2019. Today, the president has been impeached, but will the House send the articles to the Senate? Pence is up to his eyes in the Ukraine scheme. Trump rails against John Dingell in his home state. Rudy takes a ride on a private jet. Another foreign national is caught sneaking into Mar-a-Lago. A pair of minute orders in the McGahn and Mueller grand jury materials cases. Ambassador Bill Taylor is recalled and another Republican congressman retires. I'm your host, AG, and with me today are Jordan Coburn. Hello. And Amanda Reeder. Hello. You are back. Thank you. Yes. Welcome. Thank Yay. you. I was by myself, so the show went really fast. All right. <laughs> because there was no discussion. And then when I would drop a joke, I'd, no, I would just that. be like, ha ha ha. I would just put a laugh track in there. I wasn't here to talk about my annoying dog. <laughs> I think a laugh track would be funny. That yeah. would, I, I actually, I think that would be very funny. I think so too. Just like an episode of Friends. Yeah. <laughs> Have you ever watched the clips of Friends without the laugh track? Yeah. It's maniacal. It's awful. It's I don't know how they even continued wrote it. on. Yeah. yeah. I wrote it and also acted it out. They, they must have been like, people are digging it. Yeah. All right. Also, Jennifer Aniston's plastic surgeon should be given an award. She looks exactly like she did in 1998. It's amazing. Oh, yeah. Just as a side note. I thought you were going to talk about her infamously hard nipples. No. (laughs) (laughs) They're hard and present in every episode. Really? Every every episode. It's a very specific thing to notice, Jordan. Oh, God. It's so obvious. I've never seen another person that has that hard of nipples that much of the time. (laughs) It's so crazy. I've never noticed this before, but I'm going to go back and watch through friends and just note every time. I'll text you every time. (laughs) Now I'm not going to be able to unsee it. (laughs) And I belong to a group on Facebook called This Cat is Chonky. And somebody posited, when you read the title of this group, do you do it to the the melody of Belle Biv DeVoe's That Girl is Poison? <laughs> and I'm like, well, now I do. Yeah. So now it's this cat is chonky, like every time. Nice. Yeah. So there's that. Great. Um, two things that will never leave my head. <laughs> Jennifer Aniston's nipples and... This cat is there's chonky. articles written about this. I, I'm serious. I'm, there's an article. <laughs> I just Googled it. There's an article from Cos- Cosmo UK entitled, Jennifer Aniston finally explains why her nipples kept popping up on Friends. See? The public demanded an editorial piece on it. That's how Holy intense shit. it is. Anyway. <laughs> All right. Now I know. Um, so this is the last uh, show before the holidays. We're going to continue to put out shows. We were going to put out The Threat by Andy McKay, but we have some technical things going on behind the scenes. So what we're going to do is uh, release um, all of my favorite interviews uh, from the past. So uh, you And they're definitely relevant now. I'm going to pick the ones that are relevant today. So check those out. Um, and uh, you'll have something dropping in the, the means feed uh, over the holidays. And, and of course, we will be putting out Muller she wrote episodes uh, during the during the holiday break, so you will get those, and they will be new and fresh. So uh, thank you for um, listening. I appreciate it. So we do have a lot of news to get to. So let's hit the hot notes. Hot notes. Okay, so I slept well, mm-hmm. and I woke up with a little bit of a lilt in my step because President Donald J. Trump was impeached yesterday on both articles. And right after the vote, Nancy Pelosi opened the door to withholding the articles from the Senate 
until they agree to a fair trial with fair rules. And now it's all over the mainstream news. And this is something we've been talking about for the, you know, the, at least the past few weeks, if not the past couple of months, uh, with people like Uncle Blazer. Um, we've talked about Lawrence Tribe and John Dean wanting to do this. Um, that's, so we've, we've been calling it the John Dean or the Lawrence Tribe theory. And I'm beginning to think maybe this was the plan all along. Because the tribe was brought in, um, it it wasn't like okay. So Pelosi has said she does not want to hire managers until she felt there would be a fair trial. Because mm-hmm. basically, what happened yesterday is I saw the vote, and as soon as the vote ended, I came in here and recorded. So mm-hmm. I didn't see Nancy's uh, Pelosi's remarks until after, and I was catching up on the news. But she said she didn't want to hire managers, house managers, until she felt there would be a fair trial, and that's the trigger for sending the articles to the Senate is when you send the House managers to the Senate and there has to be a vote to have the House managers. Um, And so she, you know, she talked about that. And what that means is that, you know, if she ever sends the articles over, um, that would mean she thinks that the trial is fair, Mm -hmm. right? Because she said, I'll send the articles over when I think the trial is fair, which means if she does, then she thinks the trial is fair. And I don't think she'd have painted herself into that box if she had ever planned on sending the articles. So that's a theory. Maybe she never <laughs> thought she was going to. Um, but we don't know, obviously. Um, like we've been saying all week, like the vote is on Wednesday, but I don't know. I'll wait and see what happens. And then they'll send the articles over, but I don't know. We'll wait and see what happens. And and then so here we are. Um, so this could have been her plan the whole time, like the entire time, the sort of Damocles, some people are calling it. Um, do you know that story? Mm-mm. So did Dionysius invited, uh, you know, he was very rich and very powerful and, and he, he there were a lot of downsides to it. He, this guy named Damocles was like, oh, I wish I could have that. He's like, all right, cool. And he got him a throne and he sat up on it and was brought grapes and fanned by women and, you know, <laughs> all this other shit. But but a, a razor sharp sword was hanging by a horse hair over his head that Damocles put there. And eventually, just staring up at that sword every minute, like he was like, I don't want this position anymore. So that's the, what this is like holding it over. If you hold something yes. over someone, yeah. it's it's the sort of Damocles. Ooh. But at the same time, if she withholds it for too long, that could be a lot of public outcry, right? On the flip side? I don't know. I don't know either if the Republicans are refusing to come up with a set of rules that works for the Democrats also. I mean, the irony here, I just have to call it out. The irony is that Democrats did that in the House and Republicans like had no choice. They had no position of power of withholding anything. They just kind of like had to accept the rules. So they're going to get called out for that a lot. Probably not by Democrats, though. Right. So this Mm -hmm. is one of those rare instances where she's got leverage. Mm -hmm. And, you know, the reason that we didn't do that in the House is because the Dems have the majority Mm -hmm. and elections have consequences. So it's kind of like hey, we're just following the rules set Mm -hmm. up by the framers. And, you know, that's the end. But I'm just wondering if she ever planned to send the articles to the Senate um, and and may not ever or perhaps uh, and perhaps her plan was made easier. You know, if she was thinking, I'm never going to do this. And then, of course, her plan was made easier by the declarations of like McConnell and Graham, where McConnell was like, I'm not going to have witnesses. And Graham was like, I'm not a fair juror. She's probably like, oh, excellent. Mm hmm. I wasn't planning on sending them anyway. Thanks right. for making it easy for me. Yeah. 
Um, and we also have to remember that Lawrence Tribe, and this is what I was talking about earlier, who has ascribed to this plan, had met with House members in meetings about impeachment. You know, they, they were talking about cold pizza and long nights and late meetings. Mm-hmm. And it's been suggested that it wasn't Tribe that advised the Dems to do this, but Nancy, who brought him in so he could be the mouthpiece for the concept. Don't know. But I'm sure we'll never know. But uh, I wouldn't count on Nancy sending the articles anytime soon. And they just actually gaveled out uh, for the break. So it's not even going to be till January 6th at the earliest. And and there are also court cases like the McGann subpoena and the Mueller grand jury materials that could be argued by the Trump administration as moot because, you know, we're looking for those things under the impeachment inquiry. But if impeachment is over, Trump could maybe convince the courts that they're no longer needed. Uh, in fact, a few court filings and minute orders went out this week in those cases. First, there's a pair of minute orders which uh, require both parties to file briefings in both the McGahn and Mueller grand jury material cases, explaining what impact the impeachment of Trump, which just happened, will have on the case and whether the McGahn subpoena and grand jury materials are moot because the president was already impeached. Um, the House Dems will argue and have argued that, and that you know, the impeachment continues regardless of the outcome of, of the trial and the Ukraine issue. And the Mueller grand jury materials and the McGahn testimony are relevant to this impeachment because they show a pattern of behavior. Mm-hmm. And that's in that's actually in the articles. Uh, But the McGahn testimony and the Mueller grand jury materials are also being investigated in their own impeachment inquiry, regardless of this impeachment's outcome. And they've put that in court filings already. Mm -hmm. Um, This signals that Pelosi might want to hold the articles until House managers are selected as well. And both parties have until December 23rd to file those briefings. Um, Trump said he will probably argue that impeachment is over. Uh, or the, excuse me, the Trump side mm-hmm. will probably argue that impeachment is over and the cases are moot. Uh, but these cases are set to be argued in the D- D.C. Circuit Court of Appeals on January 3rd. That's the McGahn and the Mueller mm-hmm. materials case. And then just before we came in here, Mitch McConnell spoke on the Senate floor, saying his meeting with Schumer about the trial process was cordial. <laughs> he then uh, talked a bit about the Clinton impeachment and the 100 to nothing approval of their rules in the Senate back then. He said they divided the trial process into two rule stages back then. The first resolution passed unanimously, 100 to nothing, before the trial began, and it laid the groundwork such as scheduling, structural, early steps like o- opening arguments. But the mid-trial questions, such as whether they were going to call witnesses, were left toward the middle of the Senate trial when senators could make a more educated decision Hmm. on mid-trial issues, such as calling witnesses. Hmm. But he says, as of today, we remain at an impasse because Schumer (laughs) is demanding a pre-trial guarantee of House witnesses. So now now his talking point is he wants to go along with the solution that was good enough in the Clinton trial. And he also said, quote, the Speaker of the House continues to hem and haw when uh, she's going to transmit the articles to the Senate, and that's sexist. And then, and that some House Democrats are withholding the articles as some kind of leverage so they can dictate the Senate process to senators. And then he said, quote, I don't know what kind of leverage there is in refraining from sending us something we don't want anyway. And he then said some House Democrats are saying they might never want to send the articles to the Senate. And he said, fine with me. And then accused Nancy of having a muddled message and being unclear. And then he starts sort of laughing, saying, so here we have a rushed impeachment being told about the urgency of the situation, urgent situation, but prosecutors have appeared to develop cold feet. Uh, The House prosecution seems to be unsure about whether they even want to proceed to the trial. A very unusual spectacle. And in my view, certainly not one that reflects well on the House. So we'll see whether the House Democrats 
uh, ever want to work up the courage to take their accusations to trial. And then he said, I'm proud the Senate came together today to confirm more well-qualified nominees and pass major legislation and said, I wish my colleagues a Merry Christmas, a Happy Holiday, Happy New Year. We'll see you in 2020. And then he signed off. It sounds to me like he knows he's fucked. Uh, mm-hmm. And there's nothing he can do, so he's pretending not to care. He's switched sides now because he was pushing for a fast trial. He mm-hmm. wanted that trial. He wanted the acquittal. And now he's like, I don't even care. I don't even want it. It's like he's five. It's really pathetic. And he laughed too, all smug. You know, and by laugh, I mean he inflated his reptilian neck pouch and forced vocalized <laughs> air out of his chinless turtle face. But Is he ever not smug? No. No. A chode. Well, you can die mad about it because... You know, we. I think the Dems are going to wait for fair trial rules or for the day when it becomes political suicide to acquit Trump. And I think the waiting is going to drive him nuts, just like the, the Damocles, sort of Damocles. Mm-hmm. Question. Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah. I, I was trying to learn a little bit more about the specifics of how impeachment works in the Senate today mm-hmm. so that I could edu- educate myself. My question is, do you have to agree upon the rules before it begins or can you change them as you go along because i know that to change one of the like 26 rules governing impeachment in the senate something like two-thirds of the senators have to approve of those rule changes so do you have to agree in the process before or after the articles are sent well that's what they did in clinton they had two phases so they agreed on really early rules and passed that unanimously and Mm -hmm. then said during mid-trial we can decide if we want to amend anything and add witnesses so that's sort of where they ended up. Now, mm-hmm. to compare this to the Clinton trial and to want the same rules is dumb because that lasted forever. And Kenneth Starr, there was an independent counsel investigating it. And the president testified to the grand jury like it's a, they had all they had evidence, you know. And and here we've had such a obstruction of Congress that we there's just so much evidence we didn't get. Mm-hmm. But mm-hmm. not not to say the case isn't 100 percent solid because the president's own admissions and his chief of staff's own admissions mm-hmm. about there being this quid pro quo. But, you know, it, it it's it's apples and oranges at that point. They're two very different investigations. Tangent, somewhat related tangent. I know that Mick Mulvaney is one of the people that Democrats wanted to see as a witness in the Senate. I- I've been reading that he's growing more frustrated and potentially might, you know, resign. Do you think there's any chance of him coming forward willingly? I don't know. Don't I know. mean, he could resign. I th- I heard he was Trump wanted to fire him. Mm-hmm. Um, we've got some happy news at the end of the show. There's somebody who might be willing to take his job. Mm. Um. But we don't know. And, and and we don't know if the plan has always been to hold off sending it to the Senate and wait for this additional evidence, wait to everything, wait for everything to be litigated in court, uh, which is what Turley, the Republicans pick for the scholarly witness day hearings in, in <laughs> impeachment, uh, had said. Uh, he said, you know, you should just litigate this stuff. And 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 uh, I was talking to our, our buddy, Uncle Blazer, who's going to be on Mueller, she wrote this weekend to go over these court cases. Um, but, you know, he, he, he was saying that it, him bringing that up indicates that he thinks that Trump will lose those cases. Why would you wait to litigate if they weren't going to win? And so now we might be in a position to do that. And that I don't know. if Again, I don't know if that's been the plan all along or if it's, this is just, oh, Mitch McConnell and Lindsey Graham said this shit and we aren't going to do it with fair, without a fair trial. Mm. But. The fact that this was being discussed with Lawrence Tribe um, several weeks ago in, you know, behind closed doors makes me think that this was the plan all along. And now everyone's shocked. Hmm. Gotcha. I have no freaking idea. 
I'm just over here like, I guess I'll just wait until next year and see what the hell happens. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> got to anyway. Yeah. I do think, though, that the courts aren't going to rule against all the rulings they've already made in favor of whatever they were ruling on, on the grounds of them needing information for impeachment inquiries, just because we already know you could you could continue impeachment inquiries for mm-hmm. the entire duration of his presidency. Yeah. So I don't see how that argument would be irrelevant. Yeah. Just because this one is done. Yeah. And that's that's kind of what the House Dem lawyers are saying. Mm-hmm. They're looking like, look, hey, um, we would like to have this for this impeachment because it shows a pattern of behavior. Mm-hmm. But even if the Senate trial is over, we're still conducting impeachment investigations um, outside of Ukraine, because when we dropped the request for the Mueller grand jury materials, that was before the Ukraine scandal broke. And we said we were doing it under Article one impeachment inquiry. Mm-hmm. That inquiry is still ongoing. Mm-hmm. It's gotten, you know, this different parallel universe over here with the Ukraine stuff. But, yeah. you know, they are related in a, in a pattern of behavior. So they're asking for these materials in both situations, its own investigation and to uh, establish a pattern of behavior, a totality of evidence in the Ukraine articles. And speaking of the additional evidence, Trump's side submitted a filing arguing uh, the court should just dismiss the entire McGahn subpoena case for jurisdiction reasons, saying it shouldn't be up to the courts, but the legislature instead, which is the exact opposite um, the Republicans' argument during the impeachment debate and Turley and his argument during the scholarly hearing that Democrats have rushed the impeachment and should have this litigated in the courts. Uh, it's a dumb and it's a bold request, but Trump's side made it anyhow. Um, I'm certain it will be laughed at, um, though Judge Griffith seemed very interested in the jurisdiction arguments and asked for these filings specifically. I haven't yet seen the House Dems jurisdiction argument, uh, but beans on it, including the Republican argument that these things should be litigated in the courts and that there'll be a lot of quotes from Republicans in the White House on this, I think. Uh, if, and this is a big if, the D.C. Circuit Court does dismiss the case on jurisdictional grounds. I wondered if the Dems would be able to add the Mueller obstruction of justice charges to the articles um, since they'd no longer be waiting for the courts to litigate the answer, which is why they haven't so far. But it doesn't seem like it seems like they would still need the to get the testimony and the materials in order as evidence in their investigation in order to include it. Um, I have like 80, 20 beans on them not dismissing the McGann case. Uh, we'll go over these options in more detail, like I said, on this Sunday's Mueller She Wrote with Uncle Blazer, our friend. Our friend. Our friend. Friend of the show. Friend of the paid. <laughs> so his first name's Uncle, huh? Uncle. Last name Blazer. <laughs> nice. Isn't it weird how many people that your parents call, like, aunt or uncle when you're growing up who are not? <laughs> you know what I mean? No, I Doesn't didn't have work. that. You didn't have that? I didn't. I had an Aunt Karen, but that was it. Every like best friend of my dad was my uncle. Yeah. And I was like, you don't have any brothers, dad. <laughs> <laughs> Community. It takes a village yeah. of uncles. Okay. <laughs> Oh, God. Okay. They're anyway. trying to generate like false familial feelings so that there wasn't any, you know, hanky panky. Maybe. <laughs> Maybe. Mm. But uncles do that too. So I don't they know. really do. They're like yeah, the most. They are the most accused <laughs> and probably <laughs> no perpetuators <laughs> in general. Yeah. Uh, there are plenty of nice uncles out there. Not sure why I'm laughing at that. Yeah, probably not nice. <laughs> like, like there's good chads. There's probably nice uncles. <laughs> God. <laughs> We are a podcast run by women. Yes. <laughs> These things are real. All right. We'll be right back with the uh, MAGA clan cult rally that uh, Trump had while he was being impeached. Stick around. 
Hey everybody, it's AG, and this episode of Daily Beans is brought to you by Upstart. Trying to get out of debt when your credit score isn't great can be a real nightmare, but thankfully there's Upstart.com, the revolutionary lending program that knows you're more than just a number. You're more than just your credit score, and they offer smarter interest rates to help you pay off high-interest credit card debt. Upstart goes beyond the traditional credit score and rewards you based on your education and job history. They make the process quick and easy. You can check your rate without hurting your credit in just a few minutes, and once you're approved, most people get their funds the very next business day. Over 300 thousand people have used Upstart to pay off credit cards to meet their financial goals. Uh, and that helps out a lot during the holidays, especially if you want to, you know, get some gifts for folks, but maybe your credit cards are maxed out. I've faced that quite a, quite a few times. Um, and see why Upstart is ranked number one in their category. They have over 300 businesses um, that have ranked them number one on Trustpilot. And and go to upstart.com slash daily beans. And there you'll be able to find out how low your upstart rate is. Checking your rate only takes a few minutes and it will not affect your credit. That is the best part of this whole thing. A lot of times when you want to do a debt consolidation situation, they actually hit your credit. That the, the credit check hits your score. But this won't affect your credit. So head to upstart.com slash daily beans. You'll be glad you did. Hey, everybody, welcome back. So uh, yesterday, while the House was voting to impeach the president on both articles, I just want to say it as many times as I can that he was impeached. He was impeached. Uh, Abusive power and obstruction of Congress impeachment for him. He was on stage. Trump was on stage at one of his MAGA clan cult rallies in Michigan, a swing state where Justin Amash and Debbie Dingell are representatives, both of whom who voted, both of whom voted for Trump's impeachment. Uh, Trump was expected to go after Amash. Uh, But in a shocking left turn, he went after Debbie Dingell uh, instead. Representative Dingell recently lost her husband, Rep. John Dingell, a Michigan son of Michigan, favorite in Michigan, uh, public servant and war hero. Uh, He he said everyone should thank him for giving John Dingell an A-plus funeral uh, at the Capitol and that he could have given him just an A or a B or a C. But but I just gave gave him an A-plus. And then he started mocking his widow. Uh, saying she called me and said oh thank you oh oh thank you president thank you Mr. President you're so wonderful thank you uh, he's probably looking down right now thank you so much it was so wonderful and then Trump insinuated John Dingle was in hell by saying instead of looking down maybe he was looking up oh my god Jesus. it was absolutely unimaginable that he said that Debbie Dingle tweeted something really hit me hard She said, quote, Mr. President, let's set politics aside. My husband earned all his accolades after a lifetime of service. I'm preparing for the first holiday season without the man I love. You brought me down in a way that you can never imagine. And your hurtful, hurtful words just made my healing much harder. So she actually just laid like laid the truth. Yeah. Human to human. And um, he hasn't retracted it. Uh, a handful of Republicans are coming out in support uh, of Deb Dingle, but also I, Tulsi Gabbard. <laughs> <laughs> but I just have no words, and he just keeps going places. I'm incapable of imagining myself. Like everyone's like, "Are you surprised? Are you surprised?" I'm like, "Yeah, yes." I'm frankly shocked at this. Like, yeah. I wouldn't. I don't have it in me mm-hmm. to sit down and think of what shitty fucking thing he's going to do next. I just don't. I'm just not built that way. And so when these something like this happens insinuating uh, a man is in hell who just passed. It is just, it just blows my mind. Yeah. Um, 
I feel like aside from policies, it's moments like that that really make the rise to fascism more and more clear. Stuff that becomes acceptable for him to just say. There's mm-hmm. a reason why things are not acceptable. There's a reason why decorum has come to exist and be universally understood without necessarily being laws on paper that he's breaking. But when you say shit like that, that's so extreme and you get your base mm-hmm. used to hearing that really shocking, twisted, fucked up, like talking about someone that's dead. It's just like... It sets a precedent for comments that are okay. Yeah, it, it does, and and you know that's why a lot of people don't let their children watch Trump when he gives speeches. <laughs> yeah, uh, a lot Honestly. of people in that Michigan rally were just like that. He that was a, not a good reaction that he got. Yeah, um, and there was a lot of long silences too because he didn't just go after the Dingles. Uh, he went after Democrats, uh, the media, rally security for not roughing up somebody that was a protester enough. Uh, Hillary Clinton, Obama. Elizabeth Warren, Nancy Pelosi, Pete Buttigieg, Comcast Cable, James Comey, Adam Schiff, Carolyn Maloney, The Washington Post, Joe Biden, Hunter Biden, Beto O'Rourke, Europe, Schumer, San Francisco, China, (laughs) globalists, toilets, sinks, showers, and dishwashers. Yeah. But not Sanders? (laughs) Nope, not Sanders. That sounds like the Republicans' witness list. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> <laughs> everything but the Honestly. kitchen sink no the sink's in there and he says many women have told me with the dishwashers you know they press the dishwasher button over and over again because they only get four drops of water many women have told me what yeah because women are the dishwasher users Ugh. in the in the households yeah Ugh, god i was listening to a clip of this on the way here today i was listening to on point and they played a clip of it and afterwards one of the interviewers was like how do we come back from that and how do we adjust ourselves from what we've made normal? And she was saying how after Nixon, we tried to fix it legally. We put stuff in place to make sure that that kind of president would never be able to get away with that sort of thing again. But this time it's going to have to be a cultural fix. Yeah. It's, yeah, morally, how do we do that? Mm-hmm. What are they going to do when Trump isn't the Republican anymore? And then unless it just keeps getting worse, I guess, with the candidates. But I'm just imagining like, a Romney or something that runs. They're going to be so bored at those rallies. They're like, this fucking... Oh, jeez. Sorry. <laughs> Smacked a cord. They're going to be like, this is fucking bullshit, dude. Yeah. Where's yeah. where's the, the dead shaming? Yeah. <laughs> I want some action. Yeah. Where's the dead war vet where's shaming? Where's the blood? Where's uh, the mocking widow's voices and ta- calling women the dishwashers? Oh I don't get it. And, uh, of course... Uh, DUI and plagiarizing press secretary Stephanie Grisham uh, comes out and defends him. Says Trump is just riffing. He uh, he likes to counterpunch. Okay, <laughs> Kramer, get, Kramer get... makes that excuse. Trump does not get to make that excuse. <laughs> 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 but but counterpunching what? The Dingles for voting right for impeachment? Is that what it is? So then you mock her dead husband that she just lost? Yeah. Yeah, that is that is what happened. I, the people around Trump, the people who are protecting the things he say, you know, he's joking, he's riffing, like he wasn't being locker serious. room talk. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. It reminds me of the way that like my friends defend their shitty husbands. <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> like you ever, you ever, you you know, a woman who's like pretty liberal, but for some reason she's married to some like edgy like right-wing guy who likes to debate you all the time and she's like no really he's a nice guy i promise you he, mm. he's just kidding he's totally just kidding mm. it's like that it's really nice on the that. inside he's like he's a really nice guy i promise he genuinely he really he's just kidding he's just kidding <sighs> no he's an asshole <laughs> <laughs> 
So yeah. that's what it reminds me of the mm. people yeah. around him. When you're and, and when you spend all your time defending. Yeah, totally. Yeah, yeah I was also thinking um, him even having that rally on impeachment was kind of like just to make dating metaphors again. Yeah, it's like if if uh, if your ex, your recently ex boyfriend that cheated on you or something is I don't know having like some sick party and then your friends are like. <laughs> Forget about him. Let's go out. <laughs> and then they go and have a fucking rally about it. It's We're like, going into the city. Yeah, it's like so... I stole that from Greg Giraldo. So. <laughs> I guess I imagine maybe the rally was like planned before the impeachment vote was planned, but it's hard to think that it wasn't literally like, <laughs> let's give him something to do so he doesn't freaking lose his mind today. Let him get some stage time. Right? Yeah, like who's taking him to the dog park mm-hmm. type, type of a situation. He, mm-hmm. Seriously. I mean, he he need it's like he needs to go to this to like power up. He needs to go be around his, his you know, the, the, his mm-hmm. his base in order to get strong enough to withstand all that's happening. And it's He just, really should have a set list. He shouldn't, he shouldn't go up cold. <laughs> no. Also, the, no the, riffing. Presidents <laughs> yeah. shouldn't riff. No. Unless you're Obama. He's really good at he it. He was. But yeah. that's the thing. But it, it's because he took so long to speak. Uh-huh. He, had a, he had a lot of time in his head to figure out uh, what he was going to say next. Mm-hmm. That's, this is the other thing about Trump, right? Okay. When a candidate like Bernie, for example, comes on stage, he's going to say the same shit he always says because that's who he is. That's what he's always going to say. Mm-hmm. But you can see Trump at these rallies just like spitballing, mm-hmm. like trying shit out. I'm going to try this one. See, is that good enough claps? Not enough claps. Let me try this one instead. He mm-hmm. just like he doesn't stand for anything. He just throws shit out there and sees what gets the most cheers. I swear to God, he's going to have a Netflix special. Mark my words. It's an, it's <laughs> an open it's, it's an open mic, though. But instead of jokes, you're shaming war widows yeah <laughs> it's fucking weird mm-hmm. uh and he also doesn't understand the concept of uh, you know punching up because mm-hmm. <laughs> he's at the top he sees himself at the top right he can only punch down mm-hmm. from his point of view and that's a if you don't know what i'm talking about that's like a rule of comedy you know when you're doing out mike if you're going to make fun of somebody you you punch up you punch not down no uh, and so or you make fun of yourself yeah always mm-hmm. yeah yeah at self or up not down. Yeah. yeah. He doesn't, he thinks there's no one above him. So not even Jesus, according to <laughs> that one guy in the impeachment hearing who, who has said that he's been treated worse than Jesus and <laughs> the Salem witch trials. And this is as bad as Pearl Harbor. Yeah. Whatever. Uh, and as we know, Vice President Pence's aide, Jennifer Williams, recently testified in the impeachment committees that Pence had a call with Zelensky on September 18th, but she wouldn't tell them in public uh, what was in the call because Pence had classified it. She did submit that information in private, though, which prompted shift to write to Pence saying, uh, you need to declassify this, bro. And it's illegal, I'll remind you, to falsely classify anything to hide a crime or something politically embarrassing. Pence said no, and then Schiff renewed his request this week. And then yesterday, just before the impeachment vote, Pence signaled a maybe willingness in an ABC interview to declassify the information. He goes, well, we may. Uh, But the fact that after his sham investigation is over, Adam Schiff is now asking for more information, information his committee already has. And then, frankly, those that will consider his articles of impeachment, if it makes it to the Senate, already have, says everything you need to know about this investigation, about this partisan impeachment. So ABC seems to think this is Pence signaling he might declassify the call. I don't see that. Um, Well, we may. I just don't. I don't see it Mm -hmm. Uh, because he can't say no and he won't say yes. Mm -hmm. So that's what that's what he said. Um, I think it should just be published. Congress should just publish if it's not class. If it doesn't have classified information in it, 
Put that shit out, bro. Yeah. Mike Pence is forever in purgatory. Yeah. Always. And I also wanted to address again this idea that since Trump was impeached, people seem to think he can't be pardoned now or can't pardon others. Um, Wrong. You're wrong. Can he pardon others who helped in the impeachment crimes? Yes. Um, so that means like if Giuliani is indicted mm-hmm. or Levin Igor, 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 um, are indicted or, you know, anybody is wrapped up and indicted in the Ukraine scandal, he can't pardon them just because that was part of his impeachment. Uh, then uh, can he be pardoned for his impeachment crimes? So he can't be pardoned for his impeachment, but he can be pardoned for his impeachment crimes. So, like, let's say there's a scenario where he leaves office or is removed. Pence can pardon him for bribing Ukraine, any federal crime that he's that's committed, that's been committed uh, for the wire fraud that they put in the report um, when they outline the articles of impeachment. He can be pardoned for those. Um, he can he pardon anyone? Yeah, he can still Trump can still pardon whoever he wants to pardon. He still nothing has changed about his pardon powers. Um if he resigns, can he be pardoned? Yes. If he he can be pardoned for all federal crimes based on past acts. He can't be pardoned for future acts. So any if he keeps criming, he'll go down. Um, but this would wipe his whole tax fraud and decades of shit clean. That I don't understand why he doesn't resign and take that pardon. Um, Sounds like a sweet deal. A lot of people are saying Pelosi would be president, yay, because if if Pence and Trump are removed at the same time, that that will I that ninety nine point nine nine percent that's never going to happen. The Republicans would have to vote for her to take the seat. <clears throat> yeah, and it's going to be another Republican. Mm-hmm. Um, so that person would presumably whoever it is pardon Pence or Trump or both. Mm-hmm. I be- think Mnuchin's next in line. Yeah, yeah, and even if you're impeached, or or maybe it's. Secretary of State could be I don't know could be McConnell could be president of the Senate mm-hmm. uh, or well vice sorry the vice president is president of the Senate um, I'll have to look at the succession yeah. order but it will be a Republican yeah and it doesn't have to be the next person in line either it can be whoever he wants to appoint as the VP so like if if he resigns Pence moves up Pence appoints a VP and it could be whoever he could go he could go by succession or he could just pick whoever he wants um, and he, if he does leave office, and even if he's impeached and removed, if the Senate removes him for whatever reason, he can still be pardoned. Um, basically, all that this Constitution says is that he can't, his impeachment can't be nullified. It is permanent. It's forever. So if he does resign, Pence can't unimpeach him. Mm-hmm. Uh, and also, Trump can't pardon anyone else's impeachment so if pence is impeached or if a federal judge is impeached um trump can pardon underlying federal criminal crimes criminal crimes federal crimes but he can't make their impeachment disappear from their record could he do that had he not been impeached yes i didn't know that that's crazy you can unimpeach someone basically no you can't oh okay i thought you were saying only because he's been impeached he can't do that no, it's okay. got nothing to do with whether he was impeached cool, or cool, not. Cool, yeah, cool. Yeah. Okay, cool. That's what I thought. Yeah, his impeachment has no bearing on his pardon power at totally. all. Uh, but he he's never been allowed. Right. A president's never allowed to unimpeach someone. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That makes sense. Yeah. I'm glad that that is the rule. <laughs> yeah, right? <laughs> Otherwise, fuck. They, they would, it's like, it would be a veto on impeachment, mm-hmm. basically. Yeah. And you can't have that. That would violate the separation of powers. So that's all that means. 
Um, so please, I know you want to argue with me because Robert Reich wrote an article saying the opposite thing. Um, but I have spoken to many con law experts. Uh, this isn't my opinion about the Constitution. This is this is like, you know how um, 99.999% of scientists uh, say climate change is real and it's caused by humans. Uh, and the one that doesn't works for ExxonMobil <laughs> was paid for by the Koch brother. Mm-hmm. But um, that's what this is like. Among legal scholars, constitutional experts, con law experts, presidential constitutional experts, 99.9999% are like, no, that's not it. And then you've got like these outliers. Mm-hmm. So I promise, I just promise, just listen. Uh, we'll be right back with more on Kaludi Rudy. He won't stop newsing. And Bill Taylor is in the news and another person trying to sneak into Mar-a-Lago. Stay with us. Hey, everybody, it's AG, and this portion of The Daily Beans is brought to you by Embark. Uh, I'm a dog person. I'm a dog mom. I'll do anything for my dog, Olive. Her her birthday is on Christmas. That's why I named her Olive. Her name's Olive the Other Reindeer. Um, last Halloween, I painted a white skeleton on her. She was awesome. And uh, I called her dog person. Um, dog skeleton. And she was awesome. We took her trick-or-treating. But anyway, most important thing I did for my... I could talk about my dog all day. But the, the most important thing I've done for her was to give her the Embark Breed Health DNA test. Um, I wanted to learn as much as possible about her breed and her lineage and her relatives and uh, and some, you know, any of... Uh, genetic diseases she is prone to so that I could provide the best veterinarian care for her. Over 50% of dogs are either at risk or a carrier of genetic disease and the Embark Breed and Health DNA test screens for any potential health conditions so you have all the information necessary to provide your dog their best life. Embark makes it quick and easy. You just send a simple cheek swab in. It was easier than I thought it would be to get because Olive's kind of hyper. And Embark does the rest. Uh, They use the most comprehensive DNA testing on the market, looking at over 100 times as much genetic information as the competition. It's like head and shoulders above it. So to give the most accurate results um, and to make future genetic discoveries, that's why they do this comprehensive test. And every Embark dog brings us closer to the goal of ending preventable diseases in dogs. And that's my favorite part. I feel like I'm giving to a body of knowledge. They have an exclusive holiday offer you can't get anywhere else. Go to EmbarkVet.com now and use promo code DAILYBEANS to save 15 percent off your dog DNA test kit. Visit EmbarkVet.com and use promo code DAILYBEANS to save. You'll be glad you did. Hey, everybody. Welcome back. Uh, This is interesting. The State Department is now attacking Maria Yovanovitch's replacement ambassador, Bill Taylor. Uh, They're recalling him from his post in Ukraine. Is he going to leave in like not that long? (laughs) They're recalling him. And while the president reserves the right to recall any ambassador he likes, the time is, timing is extremely suspect. Uh, in new reporting out from the Wall Street Journal, Bill Taylor is set to leave Ukraine just as Pompeo is set to head there for a visit. Bill Taylor has been asked to hand over his duties and vacate the U.S. Embassy January 2nd. The State Department has not officially made a date, a release of the dates that Pompeo is visiting that embassy, but sources from the State Department are telling uh, reporters it's January 3rd and 4th. So they've asked t- Taylor to to get out on the second, because Pompeo will be there the third. And having Bill Taylor there would have put Pompeo in a very tough position politically, being seen and photographed with the guy who just testified against mm-hmm. Trump during the impeachment hearings. <laughs> Taylor did go in front of Congress and say there was a quid pro quo, uh, undoubtedly, and Pompeo is the only one who personally, or excuse me, Pompeo is the one who personally hired Bill Taylor after the ouster of Marie Ivanovich. And now he doesn't want to be seen publicly with him because he he doesn't want to upset Trump or hurt his chances at a Senate run. It's just politically a bad look. So they're recalling him. Wow. I thought for some reason he was already planning on leaving. Yeah, I hadn't heard that. Yeah. Well, when did, did 
is this brand new that he is leaving on that date? Yeah. Okay, because I definitely heard NPR talking about it at least two days ago that he was already going to be leaving at some point. So I'll, I'll look into that and see what that was. Because this news came out the 17th. Oh, got it. Yeah. Well, then there it is. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's not that. like super hot breaking news. Got it, got it. Cool. That's barely enough time to take down your Christmas tree. Yeah. yeah. Bummer. January 2nd. Uh, so they're just going to put another... They're just going to replace him and then put it in Trumpian diplomat. No, I don't even know if Trumpian just not Bill Taylor. Mm-hmm. They just don't want Pompeo and Bill Taylor to have to shake hands and get their picture taken together. Ugh, I wonder Jesus. what he's thinking. If it's like, I would think that he's thinking, okay, good fucking riddance, you crazy people. Yeah. And then- yeah. <laughs> or, or, you know, okay. Yeah. Or he's thinking like, shit, this was a really important post for me to be in considering how messy things are right now. That's probably what he's thinking because he's a public servant. Yeah, as the Charles d'Affaire. Yeah. yeah. Well, especially as he said, this is a really critical time for Ukraine. And he seems to genuinely care about the people there and give a shit about what happens to them. And I worry that the next person they put into that position won't give a shit. Right. And will be way more sympathetic to Putin and Trump. Mm-hmm. So... Yep, that's what I'm expecting. Either that or they'll once again use that block of time where they don't have an official person in that post to do whatever the hell they want. Yeah, send another uh, three amigos over. Mm -hmm. And uh, speaking to the three amigos, Wiz Air, what's up with Wiz Air? (laughs) Yeah, so... uh, (laughs) Yeah, so you know how we have our where in the world is Giuliani news, mm-hmm. right? Now we have uh, how the hell did he get there news. <laughs> uh, remember when Giuliani was visiting Kiev and Kiev and Budapest earlier this month, gathering ammo for his documentary on all these Ukraine conspiracies? Well, he apparently flew into Kiev on Wizz Air, which is like Spirit Airlines, basically. Someone described it in the article as like, Best Buy on a Black Friday, just complete mayhem, kind of, which is terrifying when you think of an airline being like that. I really hope that's an exaggeration, but everything no. costs. Yeah, it's not. God, that's terrifying. There are. I feel like Spirit's pretty chill. I've flown to Spirit, and it's like, I mean, it's annoying because it's you get upcharged for every single thing, but it's not like telling mayhem. you guys right now, Some of those low cost airlines in Europe, it is like it's it. Ryanair, I would describe as like a bus with wings. Mm, interesting. Like it's a, like I don't feel a hundred percent safe yeah. flying with them. Huh. To be honest. Well, I'm glad there you're you alive. <laughs> <laughs> oh. <Yeah. laughs> but he, he apparently flew into Kiev on on Wizair, which is this nightmare airline apparently, and wound up leaving on a private jet, a private jet that cost over three thousand dollars an hour and is connected to oligarchs. No. Yes. Ukrainian Russian oligarchs. Yes. Yeah. So. Apparently, based on the number that was on the private jet, that number ties it to this company called ICS Aero, which is a company that's registered in San Marino. And San Marino is really famous, I guess, for being really corrupt. I didn't know that. Oh. Yeah. So there you go. There's that. It also operates out of Kiev directly. And uh, media in Ukraine have also reported that that company, ICS Aero, is owned by a man named Alexander Roft, who's a Ukrainian-American, who has also done business with Fertosh. No. Yes. So we're back to all roads lead to Putin. So Fertosh is funding this whole fucking thing. That's what the question is. Exactly. The question is, how is he funding this? It's probably not... With taxpayer dollars, I don't think so. I think it makes more sense that it would be a kickback because it's a part of this greater ring of an international crime syndicate, essentially. So that's 
just sketchy. That's more than sketchy. That's like obviously not okay. Obviously, there's a background story as to why he was flying on that jet specifically. And he was obviously meeting with people that have a history of criming. Ah. So more of the same, I guess, really, <laughs> when, when you look at it. I wonder how he ended up on Wiz Air. Like, just couldn't get anybody out of his Rolodex that day. I know. I wonder his, if... His oligarch Rolodex. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> or if Trump was like, I mean, it's not a great look, but I guess you can go do it. Just don't spend a lot. <laughs> he just let him go. <laughs> That's like how he started. He's like, I'll get you home, but you got to get yourself there. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> then he's like, this is fucking bullshit. I'm gonna or maybe the Ukrainian's this. like, I don't go to Budapest. Fuck you. Yeah. So he had to do that. Yeah. So, yeah, that's that. And then um, Giuliani was also in the news because Daily Beast reported today that while he uh, – seems to be doubling down on his conspiracies in the midst of official impeachment of Trump. You know, we we had thought that that was a bad idea, but apparently, or would be ill-advised, I should say, but apparently it was directly advised, actually, by Trump. No. Yeah, Trump told him directly to keep it up and to keep digging, keep digging for that evidence, quote-unquote, uh, Giuliani went to meet with Trump on Friday in the White House, and apparently during their meeting, Trump told Giuliani he was doing a great job, and he was encouraging him to continue looking for dirt and pushing the Biden conspiracies specifically. And a White House official told the Daily Beast that they're all steering clear of having any knowledge of what Trump and Giuliani are scheming up, basically. Whenever they have meetings, they look the other way because they don't want to get dragged into any of it. Do you remember how big a deal the Trump Tower meeting was? And when we found out that Junior was texting with, you know, oh, if it's, if it's what you say, I love it, mm-hmm. especially later in the summer. And then there were the three phone calls from blocked numbers and no one could prove tied directly to Trump and that Trump didn't know about the meeting. Mm-hmm. This is Trump. This would be if Trump met with Junior and said, meet with the Russians to get dirt on Hillary in the office. Yes. that That's what this is. Yes, it is. That's we were exactly picking apart where the phone calls, did he do, did he know, he had to know. Oh, yeah. if he knew, we're fucked. That's messed up. And here it is. He knows and he's doing it and he's orchestrating it. Mm. Yep. Entirely relying on the defense that it is somehow a legitimate operation because Ukraine is a corrupt country. That is the only defense standing between him doing this and this being direct evidence like you said of a smoking gun event that would result in him being indicted or impeached again but he's getting all of his information from ukraine mm-hmm. yeah the, the third most corrupt country in the world right okay right okay yep <laughs> and what's going on at mar-a-lago because this is getting weird it is weird i I don't know why people keep trying to like trespass there and do weird things but yeah there was a so another chinese national woman was arrested for trespassing there on wednesday because she refused to leave after she had come into contact with the guards and they were like hey you can't be here and then apparently she came back and was taking pictures of the grounds yeah so she's she's trying to get in the main gate and they're like no Mm -hmm. and so she walked 100 feet down to the service road and walked in there and was taking photos Mm -hmm. back and she got a a 100 feet inside the property and was taking pictures yep yep so just kind of another i mean they also discovered that her visa has expired and uh they they ultimately charged her with loitering and prowling which is (laughs) my favorite charge prowling (laughs) 
I, I was wishing that there would be like peeping Tom and Mopery or something. Yeah, I know. I'm imagining her on all fours in like a leopard print onesie. I know, ding, seriously. Ding. And then the Mission Impossible music is playing and <laughs> yeah. she's got shoe polish on her face. Yeah. Mm. If prowling is a crime, I don't want to be right. Step, <laughs> stepping over lasers. Prowling. <laughs> prowling in Duck Lube. Yeah, it is like. Duck Lube. <laughs> in Duck Lube. What the fuck? <laughs> it's the club. I know, but. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Duck Lube. Is that just how you say it? Yeah, I guess so. <laughs> I've heard that before. Too, I, yeah. I don't know what it's from. I don't know what it's from either. But I say that too. Da Klub. Tell yeah, us I where it's from, just, Da Klub. I think it's just another way to say a you, really. It's just a, another <laughs> way to sound like an idiot. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, she got charged with prowling. <laughs> prowling and loitering. That's so funny. Um, Being a cougar. Yeah. They didn't find anything other than, you know, just the camera she was using and... Um, so it's not it's not as intense. Oh, it wasn't as, like the lady who had all no. the spy shit on her. God damn it! Yeah, sorry, I keep fucking hitting this cord. <laughs> <laughs> I love it for America that the security on the Winter White House is so great that people are just prowling on in. Yeah, the, well, the other two times too, because there's including that other um, Chinese woman. I totally forget her name. Cindy. What was her name? Oh again? yeah, Cindy yeah. O. Yeah, Something maybe or Yang. You talk about handjob girl. Yes. Right? Yeah, yeah. 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 Um. Yeah, the one that was like selling meetings or something with Trump Cindy or whatever. Yang. Yang. Yeah. Right. So, so it was it when they when her and then there was another person that also was caught trespassing, mm-hmm. but it wasn't. That was a spy lady. Yes. Mm-hmm. Um. They the family was there. Trump and his family was there apparently, but with this instance, they weren't there. So I don't know if that is any indication of if there is more. And if I don't know, are they trying to break into Mar-a-Lago or something? She's like doing. <laughs> So, you know, it Dude, could just be um, reconnaissance. Uh, maybe if she's a Chinese spy, and I'm just going out on a spy yes. limb here. Yeah, this is in the, that universe. But if she's if she's doing reconnaissance work to find out if they want to, like, install those strike things hmm. where, you know, they can pick up cell phone signals of anything nearby. They found a, a bunch in D.C. Um, near a consulate. Uh, but you know, maybe wow. she's just taking pictures to so people can formulate the lay of the land or whatever yeah. and see where they can maybe install one of these things. I'm totally. I'm now. I'm just like a movie writer at this point. Yeah, she might have just been right, uh, just lost or a, something. A crazy person that yeah. was just trying to like, I'm going to break in here. And I've take definitely, photos. yeah, I've definitely seen those ladies that are like. I mean, can you imagine if she's traveled all the way from China? She's like, fuck this. I'm not leaving without a picture. And she, <laughs> she just like really wants a picture. It That's also be, possible. Who knows? Yeah. yeah. Who knows? Yeah. But she was arrested. Yeah, she was. So, and um, her visa's expired. So I assume yeah. if she's not being charged, she'll be deported. Um, thank you for mm-hmm. those stories. Interesting, yeah. as always. Uh, and uh, we'll be right back with the happy news. Hey, everybody. This Helping of Daily Beans is brought to you by Society6, the best place to find thoughtful, one-of-a-kind gifts. I know it's last-minute shopping, um, and this holiday season, I love Society6. It's an online marketplace with a vast selection of products, and it's des- they're all designed by independent artists from around the world. It's the perfect place to find unique gifts while supporting global creative communities. From decor and home goods to bedding and furniture, you're sure to find the perfect gift for everybody on your list. Um, They sent a gift box here to our studio um, so I could see it for myself. And the individually designed items were featured on really, really high quality materials. I was very impressed with the materials, including an amazing Black Panther pillow. It's like this woman in this Black Panther. Um, The stitching is really incredible. It's just well crafted. Uh, I got a geometric pastel woobie, which I love. It's my couch throw now. Uh, And there was a beautifully wrapped art print tied with twine, uh, just very thoughtful, Um, and a lovely catalog with all the other designs from real artists around the world. And it used to be really difficult to find the right gifts for everybody in my family. But now I can just go to Society6 and, and, and just explore window shop. And they have affordable and unique art. And 
uh, you, you can get stuff either framed as a piece or you can print it out on a wide array of premium goods from tapestries and t-shirts to yoga mats even, um, cutting boards. So I have like a bunch of cheese enthusiasts in my life. It's perfect for that. I've got somebody, a friend of mine who's really into meditation. So the yoga mat made sense. And you can just pick these thoughtfully designed um, art pieces and prints to put on these items. It's just so great. And you can choose what you love. They'll custom make it and ship it directly to you. Um, with Society6, you'll find amazing gifts for friends and family while empowering creativity across the world. Every purchase supports an independent artist. So give thoughtful and unique gifts this holiday season with Society6. You can get 30% off and free shipping when you use our code DAILYBEANS. Just go to s6.co slash pod. That's S is in Sam, the number 6.co slash pod. And use promo code DAILYBEANS. You'll be glad you did. It's the happy, happy, joy, joy song. Happy, happy, joy, joy. 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 I don't think you're happy enough. All right, drum roll, please. Mark Meadows is retiring. Yay, fuck you. He's <laughs> the worst. This is 100%, I'm sure, because of his financial ties to Levin Igor. But it could also be because his gerrymandered district was redrawn after the court said it was racist. So he's going to have a harder time holding that seat. This is just wonderful news all around. Uh, sources say that not only is he uh, not running again, but he might leave early. Hmm. Perhaps he's angling for that chief of staff job I was telling you about earlier. Maybe, maybe that's like Mulaney. Weird. That would be so weird. I know. Ugh. He tried to make Ratcliffe the DNI. Remember that? Yep. And then they found out he lied all yep. over the place. Gross. About ch- cases he prosecuted. And you're like, shut up, bro. Speaking of people retiring, have you seen Jeff Flake being all sanctimonious on Twitter? No. What's he he's, doing? he's saying shit like, Republicans will look back on this and not believe that they defended this man. Like shit that's like that. And it's like, yeah. dude. Where the hell was this spirit during, like, Kavanaugh and, like, all these other... When you mattered. Right, exactly. You didn't stand up to him, like, at all, really, no. when you were in your seats. Nope. Kind of sick of these people. Same. <laughs> <laughs> nope. Nope. Same. God. Same. Uh, all right, let's get, let's get social. Hashtag. All right, then, of course, trending right now, hashtag Dem Debate. It's probably already started. Um, and the temporary contract in the labor dispute happened, so there's no labor dispute. All right. Uh, I wish Cory Booker and Kamala Harris were going to be on stage tonight, but I'm gladdened by all the support they're getting in the wake of the stories about the debate guidelines and thresholds set by the DNC. Mm-hmm. I'm also glad there'll be no picket line. Um, like I said, they reached a temporary contract in the labor dispute that was threatening to disrupt the debate tonight. And the newest polls are out for the top choice for 2020, Democratic nominees. And Biden ha- is at the top, but he dropped two points mm. over since November 28 to 26. Sanders is up three points, 17 to 20. Hell yeah. Warren is up two points from 14 to 16. Yes. And then Buttigieg is at eight and Bloomberg is at 5%. The f- Bloomberg fuck? has paid his Fun way into the time, top huh? five. Um, goes to show what money can buy. It's yeah. on right now, isn't it? As of it's 530 Pacific time on Thursday. So I guess it's happening right now. Huh? I think it's either about to start or had started. Yeah. I think it was 8 Eastern, uh, but that could have been the, you know, the pre-coverage mm-hmm. kickoff tailgate event. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, the, the pre-game kickoff, pre-kick <laughs> debate. Yeah. 
tailgate. I guess I'm just I, I guess I'm curious to see if anything significant comes out of this debate. But, you know, I mean, they are in California and they are in Los Angeles. So I'm curious to see some specific questions asked around things that matter to us here in Southern California, perhaps. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um and well, Tulsi is, has refused to be in the debate, mm. uh, and her uh, present vote, everyone's pretty pissed about that Yeah, in yeah. impeachment. I mean, if she was there, she'd probably catch just a whole lot of shit for yeah. that. I think they'll talk about impeachment, how that mm-hmm. might affect totally their, their stuff. Uh, I, I'm assuming health care is going to be huge because the appeals court just uh, you know, said that uh, the mandate, mandate for Obamacare for the Affordable Care Act is unconstitutional, mm-hmm. uh, and leaving it to a Texas judge uh, in the district court there to decide if what if any of the rest of the law is unconstitutional uh and you know like i said i think i said this the other day trump considers that a win but this really in going into election season and seeing what happened in the midterms because of health care that's i think was the number one thing on people's minds and i think it'll be the number one thing Mm -hmm. if corruption isn't it'll be the number one thing on people's minds going into Mm -hmm. you know second only to just get trump the fuck out yeah yeah (laughs) Um, I, I think it has started, by the way, because I, I saw I was looking for it on Twitter. But Norm Macdonald tweeted, just turned on the debate to hear Bernie rail against childhood poverty. I'm no economist, but aren't all children broke? <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. That's funny. Norm yes. Macdonald. You know what's funny? I was watching. I um, love it. If you get a chance, Google the bit by Norm Macdonald. Okay. Amazing. Die. That sounds like the most Norm Macdonald name. Yeah. He's like, <laughs> he's, as he's saying it, he says, and this, which will forever be known as the bit. That's <laughs> just so good. Um, before I came over, I was watching a live stream of what I thought was going to be the debate. I didn't know what time it started. So I was just like watching this like B-roll about random facts of presidential candidates. Mm-hmm. And I swear to God, Bernie's folk album, will he'll never live it down. No. There were like fun facts about all the president. Here's their policy <laughs> ideas. Here's where they're from. Here's what they stand for. There were like also- Bernie's crap ass folk album. Here was <laughs> Bernie and friends doing a folk album in Vermont 30 years ago. Yeah, I hope, I hope no one ever finds my 1993 <laughs> uh, debut folk record from when I was in college. I'll find uh, it. <laughs> There's a video of me miming some somewhere out in the ether. Oh God! Yeah, uh, n- no. Don't, like don't tell me. Nope. Huh? Like lip syncing? No, like I was in um. Like you actually were miming. I was doing like a comedia dell'arte improv mime thing. <laughs> anyway, hope no one ever finds that. Yeah, me too. <laughs> <laughs> that was a long time ago. Um, I hate mimes. It's out there. <laughs> Before we end, that hate's off. a strong word. Oh yeah. Just like, I mean, <laughs> they disturb me. Mimes disturb me. Same. Oh, I was going to, if we're wrapping up, I wanted to bring up really quickly the thing that you sent to our group chat before we started recording about Mm -hmm. that evangelical magazine coming out against Trump today. Christianity Today. Yeah. A Falwell joint. Wow. Yes. Yep. Came out. Yeah. Now, they aren't used to having tens of thousands of secularists at their website. So it's it's a slow load. But if you, (laughs) yeah, but if you go... There, you know, Republicans can't tech. But if you go down and, and check it out, Christianity Today, they want Trump removed from office. They mm-hmm. say that the the charges are unambiguous um, and he, he should go. God. Yeah. I love that. It's trending as well. Yay. Yeah. Um, yeah. It made me really happy because it's also wild to me that they can excuse his like grab him by the pussy bullshit as evangelicals, but be like. Yeah. Well, because the well, only thing they crying. cared about was getting judges in mm. um, that, yeah, that were that against point. abortion. They were all m- m- like 90 percent single issue voters. That's right. Uh, Roe v. Wade. Overturn yeah. Roe v. Wade. That is just such a like interesting political suicide move for them sort of to do this, though, because presumably, I mean, 
if they're believing that Trump is going to get reelected, what do they think that's going to mean for for, you know, how he interacts with the evangelical well but it could also mean if if, you know if they want him removed and he gets removed another republican pence who is a little more in line with Mm -hmm. christianity today's values would take his place right and then they wouldn't have to deal with his philandering cheating lying bullshit ass anymore Mm -hmm. uh and they don't need him because whatever republican is in there whatever republican wins and it looks like he might not win the election and they think that we just don't need to back this pony anymore as long as we get a republican in there we'll get the judges that we need and that's the only thing we care about Mm -hmm. yeah Mm. but anyway good news that that came out yeah i mean I, i think that i mean Obviously, I don't think they have the best of intentions. Mm-hmm. They, they'd be thrilled with Mike Pence. But like you said, there we've been saying that we want people to have some sort of conscience. Backbone. Backbone. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, Consistency. Yeah. I mean, here's the thing is that no matter what your political or religious views are, this is the Constitution. It's mm-hmm. the governing document. Totally. You know, so we should all be trying to respect it to some extent. Yeah. Does that mean that they're all going to retract their comments about him being the chosen one? <laughs> oh, I don't know. But uh, well, didn't Baker or Falwell say that he might be losing his mandate from God? Oh, oh, that's right. Yeah. yeah that was like um, a couple months a couple ago. Months ago. Yeah. yeah. Did he shake his magic eight ball and find out? <laughs> <laughs> Outlook not good. <laughs> Might be looking up. <laughs> uh, all right. I have a final thought if everyone else is uh, good to go. Um, yeah. Harvey Milk, who was forced out of the Navy for being gay, is now going to have a Navy ship named after him. From the Washington Post, by the time Harvey Milk supervisors in the Navy questioned him about his sexuality, he had graduated from officer school and served as a diving officer on a submarine rescue ship during a Korean War. But when Milk was caught in a park that was popular with some gay men at the time, the Navy forced him to resign. But last Friday, the Navy began construction on the USNS Harvey Milk, a fleet oiler that will provide fuel to ships and aircraft. The Navy is also building ships for Sojourner Truth and the suffragist Lucy Stone. When Milk got out of the Navy, um, he started a life in public service, first as a teacher in New York. And then in 1972, uh, he moved to the Bay Area, San Francisco, and opened a camera shop, but soon became a powerful local activist for gay rights. He founded the Castro Village Association for LGBTQ-led businesses. He sat on San Francisco's Board of Permit Appeals, and then in 1978 was sworn in as city county supervisor. He joined the opposition of Prop 6, which would have mandated the firing of gay teachers from public schools. He urged gay people to proclaim their sexual orientation as a way to fight for equality, saying we are coming out to fight the lies, the myths, the distortions. We're coming out to tell the truth about gays, for I am tired of the conspiracy of silence, so I'm going to talk about it, and I want you to talk about it. You must come out. Um, And he got a lot of death threats. And once he said, if a bullet should ever enter my brain, let that bullet destroy every closet door. And then that very prescient thing that he said in 1978 happened. Former Supervisor Dan White crawled into a city hall basement window, killed the mayor, and shot Milk several times in the head. It was Diane Feinstein, a fellow supervisor at the time, who found his body. Oh, my God. I didn't know that. Me neither. Um, White pleaded insanity, saying he'd eaten a lot, a lot of sugar-heavy food before the killing. Uh, And so was born the Twinkie defense. Mm -hmm. Uh, 24 years later, the San Francisco Board of Supervisors urged the Secretary of the Navy to name a ship after Harvey Milk. And today, that ship is under construction. Mm, I love that. So cool. Mm -hmm. And so as a, you know, I'm former Navy, so I'm just very proud of this day. I'm very proud of that. There's a street named here in San Diego after him as well, in Hillcrest. Mm -hmm. That makes me happy. The movie Milk is excellent, too. Have you seen it? Yes. Yeah. Yeah, he does a really good job. Yeah. Yeah. Just cried for like 20 minutes throughout the entire credit scene. And I uh, I didn't know it was um, 
Diane Feinstein. That yeah, I didn't him. know that either. I didn't know she also worked alongside him as a supervisor, city supervisor. Mm-hmm. Uh, I didn't know that. Hmm. Now I do. That was really awesome. Thank you. Yeah. Yeah. Good news. Good news. So thanks. Go Navy. And uh, any other final thoughts? No. No. Yeah, this is our last beans before yeah. well, our last. Happy holidays. Yeah. Yeah. We'll be here for uh, Sunday for Mullishy mm-hmm. Wrote, and then the 29th we'll be here for Mullishy Wrote, and then mm-hmm. we're going to play a bunch of neat interviews for you between now and then on the daily. And our first beans when we're back after Christmas is which date again? Monday the 6th? I think so. Yeah. Yeah. Whatever that Monday that Congress comes back, we come back. Yeah. That uh, was that was the idea. Because everyone was like, you need a fucking vacation. Yes. And I was like, well, when should I? You know what? I think probably when Senate and Congress are on break would be a good time. Yes. So, uh, yeah, we might do a spring one, too, when they do their spring session. (laughs) We we take a break when Congress takes a break. (laughs) Right. And on that day, we rest. (laughs) Uh, All right. Well, that's it. Everyone, please, happy holidays. Take care of yourselves. Take care of each other. Take care of the planet. And take care of your mental health. I've been A.G. I've been Jordan Coburn. I've been Amanda Reeder. And them's the beans. The Daily Beans is executive produced and directed by A.G. and Jordan Coburn and engineered and edited by Mackenzie Mazel and Starburns Industries. Our marketing manager, executive assistant, production and social media direction is Amanda Reeder. Fact-checking and research by A.G., Jordan Coburn, and Amanda Reeder. Our music is written and performed by They Might Be Giants. Our web design and branding are by Joel Reeder with Moxie Design Studios. And our website is dailybeanspod.com. <laughs>